Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of pyruvate kinase deficiency from the hematology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A newborn baby with a history of hyperbilirubinemia at birth requiring phototherapy is noted to be jaundiced on day 12 of life. She is found to have elevated indirect bilirubinemia. Her LDH and haptoglobin are normal, though reticulocyte count is increased. A peripheral blood smear reveals no spherocytes. Phototherapy is started. Concerned about the timing of jaundice and lack of any morphologic abnormalities, the pediatrician orders a functional assay to investigate pyruvate kinase. This is a case of pyruvate kinase deficiency. Let's now get into the topic. Pyruvate kinase deficiency is a congenital intrinsic hemolytic anemia from an RBC enzyme defect. In terms of its genetics, it is an autosomal recessive condition. With respect to its pathogenesis, it involves a defective pyruvate kinase. This is part of an irreversible step in glycolysis, the step that converts PEP to pyruvate. Note that this step is important in the production of ATP. Recall that RBCs only have glycolysis for energy production as they lack mitochondria. So this condition causes a decrease in ATP. Additionally, rigid RBCs are easily lysed RBCs. With respect to this condition's epidemiology, it is the most common cause of non-spherocytic inherited hemolytic anemia. Note that this condition is a rare disorder. Let's now discuss the clinical presentation of pyruvate kinase deficiency. Symptoms include neonatal hemolytic anemia, severity that ranges from life-threatening to mild hemolysis, and pigmented gallstones. Physical exam findings would include jaundice in a newborn and hepatosplenomegaly. Let's now discuss the diagnostic evaluation of pyruvate kinase deficiency. Firstly, you would notice an increase in serum 2,3-BPG. Extravascular hemolysis would be indicated with a corrected reticulocytosis that is greater than or equal to 3%, variable to decreased haptoglobin, variable to increased LDH, and an increase in indirect bilirubin. Note that this condition would render a negative Coombs test. A peripheral blood smear would show no spherocytes, but would show echinocytes, which are RBCs with thorny projections, which are different from acanthocytes. This condition would have a normal osmotic fragility test. The diagnostic test to diagnose this condition is a functional assay of RBC pyruvate kinase activity. In terms of a differential diagnosis, the main differentials to consider here would be hereditary spherocytosis, elliptocytosis, G6PD deficiency, and thalassemias. Let's now discuss the treatment of pyruvate kinase deficiency. Treatment involves blood transfusions as needed, iron chelation therapy with iron overload, splenectomy for severe cases, and supportive therapy with folate. Let's now discuss the prognosis, prevention, and complications of pyruvate kinase deficiency. With respect to the prognosis, this depends on the severity of hemolysis. With respect to complications, if the case is severe enough, you may see fetal hydrops and hyperbilirubinemia, which would require phototherapy. 
Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over one question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. A 16-year-old boy presents to his primary care physician for evaluation of fatigue. He says that he has been trying to start exercising regularly, but feels short of breath and fatigued within a few minutes. His past medical history is significant for obesity and mild neonatal jaundice, but he has otherwise been healthy. He recently moved into an old house and started a vegan diet to lose some weight in combination with his exercise plan. Peripheral blood smear is obtained and shows swollen red blood cells with protruding spines. Which of the following lab findings would most likely be seen in this patient? 1. Increased haptoglobin 2. Decreased mean corpuscular volume 3. Increased hematocrit 4. Increased indirect bilirubin or 5. Increased mean corpuscular volume And the correct answer choice is answer choice 4, increased indirect bilirubin. This patient with shortness of breath, fatigue, neonatal jaundice, and echinocytes on peripheral blood smear most likely has pyruvate kinase deficiency, which would present with increased lactate dehydrogenase. Remember, pyruvate kinase deficiency is an autosomal recessive cause of intrinsic hemolytic anemia due to a mutation in this component of glycolysis. Since red blood cells lack mitochondria, they rely upon glycolysis as their main source of energy production. Patients with pyruvate kinase deficiency cannot generate adequate energy reserves to power the sodium-potassium pump, which over time results in cellular swelling. The swollen red blood cells are recognized and cleared by macrophages in the spleen. This disease can present with neonatal jaundice and anemia later in life. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, increased haptoglobin, would not be seen. Rather, you would see a decreased haptoglobin level due to hemolysis and pyruvate kinase deficiency. Answer choice 2, decreased mean corpuscular volume, would be seen in causes of microcytic anemia such as lead poisoning. However, the echinocytes seen in this patient are more suggestive of pyruvate kinase deficiency, which is a normocytic anemia. Answer choice 3, increased hematocrit would be seen in cases of polycythemia. However, this patient's presentation is more consistent with anemia rather than polycythemia. And finally, answer choice 5, increased mean corpuscular volume would be seen in causes of macrocytic anemia such as vitamin B12 or folate deficiency. However, these disorders would present with hypersegmented neutrophils rather than echinocytes on peripheral blood smear. Pyruvate kinase deficiency leads to a normocytic anemia. In summary, pyruvate kinase deficiency presents with normocytic red blood cells and echinocytes. And that's all for this review about pyruvate kinase deficiency. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. 
Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.